What's up, everyone? This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Bobby said that. I think that we're actually quoting Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. Yeah, it resonates, though. It is, it is. You're the one you're listening. We hope you're doing well as you listen to this. We're really excited today because we get to start a new book of the Bible. We love going through the Gospels, but now we're in Acts. And so, Acts chapter 1, Bob. And uh, a lot that sticks out. Um, Yeah, Acts is just a super jam-packed book the way it is. And I'm so grateful because as Clark and I kind of process this together in chapter 1, if it wasn't here, we would all just be so confused as to how the Bible jumped from the, the person of Jesus and his story to all of these people all over the place now healing and um, having access to God and walking out in their faith with this thing called, with this guy called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so yeah. Acts really is a critical kind of chain in the link. I mean, it's all critical if you want to view it that way, but um, we would be super confused as to who Paul is and why his story is so important. And so, yeah, we're excited to start reading Acts chapter one and just share a little bit about what stuck out for us. Yeah. One of the other things I'd add to that I appreciate about Acts is you get to see the development and really the the maturation of Peter and some of these other disciples. We just got done with a sermon series at our church on the transformation of Peter. And when you look in the Gospels, he did it. He was used by God. He did some really great things. And he's also a total knucklehead. And even in Acts, you see him make mistakes, but you see him really blossom and grow and you see the church be established, and and that's been really exciting. And so for me and Bobby, we look at this, and Acts begins just with some credentials, kind of laying down some framework so you know that it's legitimate. So in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about that Jesus began to do and teach, and then he appeared to other people, blah, 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 making sure you know this is legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not just making this stuff up. So, uh he gives an interesting line here. What 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 verse is it? He talks about wait here for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think it's verse maybe eight, seven, eight. Verse eight. You want to read verse eight for us? Jesus is telling them right before he goes up into heaven. Yes. So this is verse eight of chapter one. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so as Bobby and I were unpacking this, I just said what's crazy to think about is God just gave us his game plan for the rest of our time on earth. Right. Until Jesus comes back. It's like, all right, all right, what's our plan? The X's and O's. How are we going to do this? And he says, all right, you need the Holy Spirit to, to empower you. <laughs> yeah. And then you're to be my witnesses. Mm-hmm. And you're to go tell everybody about Jesus. And you keep doing this until Jesus comes back. Right. That, that's the plan. But you brought up an interesting point in verse 7 Bob, about details and want to know how things work and when we're going to do something. Right. The plan, it seems nice because it's kind of short, and so that's good. We can remember it. But there's just this lack of um, you know, detail and what are we actually going to do? What is our day-to-day going to look like? And so in verse 7, um, Luke makes it sound like this. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. And so in that, I just think about all of us when we're in a season of waiting. And, and right now, even we're walking together in a season of waiting. And we just want to know 
the timeline and when it's going to be done and what we should be expecting on the other side of it. And even while we're waiting, I just saw such a funny, funny little video on social media about day one of quarantine versus day 50 of quarantine. It's like, I'm going to do pull-ups and push-ups and I'm going to eat only spinach leaves and I'm going to, and you know, that lasts for like a week. And then anyway, um, that was a rabbit trail. Anyway, but verse seven just stuck out to me because um, that's not what we're supposed to worry about. We're not supposed to worry about the details or the timing. Um, You know, we can have faith that God's going to work that stuff out. But just how in the waiting, that's when verse eight comes, how in the waiting, there's this gift that God gives us. And in verse eight, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And so this this um, this gift of the Holy Spirit's coming And then in that, it's not just that we can sit with this guy and keep him to ourselves, but there's a next few lines, and you will be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the continuation of the plan is that we we get empowered, we meet Holy Spirit, and then we, um, we make moves with him. And what I appreciate about that is he gives the disciples, the apostles, all the Christians a little bit of a framework to think about how they're going to witness and more importantly, where. It says, in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And so if you could picture a map, it's like Jerusalem is the city. Then it it enlarges to a a larger region, Judea. And then Samaria is a little farther away. And then he's saying to the ends of the earth. So as Christians, we have to think through and pray for discernment as to um, how we're witnessing to the people that are in our lives immediately, the Jerusalem, our family, our community, our neighbor, and then God's saying, okay, that's step one of mission. The next step is to think through your Judea, and then your Samaria, and then your ends of the earth. And Mm -hmm. so we're called to do this at an individual level, and we're supposed to do this at at a church level as well. Yeah. And so think about that today. To what extent are you witnessing? Are you witnessing? And then what's your Jerusalem look like? Your Judea, then your Samaria than the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. So I'm pondering that. Right. And it's, I mean, it, that's one of those things that there there really isn't a template. Yeah. We can't give you like do X, Y, and Z, and then it's going to equal this happy rainbow fluff. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, you enter into an intimate relationship with the Lord, and the Lord will lead you for how to guide and direct and minister and witness to your family, mm-hmm. to your extended family, to your neighbors, to how to witness and serve in the church and in your community and beyond. And so that's, I think, kind of when there's these hard steps to take because, like we said, we want the plan. We want, okay, if I go to the soup kitchen and if I serve and, you know, all these people are going to be blessed and I'm going to leave feeling fuzzy cozy. And um, and the reality is that probably will happen. People will be really blessed and, and you get this awesome um, euphoric feeling that like, man, I got to partner with God in serving. And so that that's not untrue, but God's saying, just step in faith. I'm with you yeah. and I'm going to guide you. And so it's a, it, it, it is, you know, I mean, just like the disciples, it is new for some of us. So, mm-hmm. and then before we go, I want to look at the very last verse. Cause that's kind of funny. Yeah. You know, we were processing that. And I think, <laughs> um, Clark and I have said many times, you know, if things are things are weird, um, ask questions and try to answer them with scripture, kind of come back like to answer questions in the Bible with the Bible. Yeah. And so we want to um, just give an example of that. Uh, I think it's in verses 24, 26, 26, when they're talking about who is going to replace Judas. Mm-hmm. And it says this, then they, the disciples, cast lots 
and the lot fell on Matthias, who he was. So he was added to the eleven apostles. What the heck? Yeah. So what's <laughs> what's casting lots here? And it seems like an important decision to do that for. Yeah. All right. All right. Who, who's going to take up the the, 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 the twelfth spot? Hey, Petey, grab the dice. Let's roll them. And, and <laughs> if it's an odd number, we're picking A. If it's an even number, we're picking B. Right. If you think about that, that's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Bobby and I were joking around, like, should we go to In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A? Roll the dice. Roll the dice. It's a bo- should, that's a win-win. Should we move to Africa and minister or should we stay here? Roll the right. dice. <laughs> should we go buy a new car? Roll the dice. Now, we're joking right now, but... What's up with this? Like, they're really casting lots. There actually are examples of this in the Bible, and this was part of Jewish tradition. This is something they did, and they believed that they could discover God's will. They would leave the the roll of the die up to him. Now, with this, there's two different ways you can read the Bible. One is you read it prescriptively, and that's where God is giving you steps for a prescription. This is how you do this. This is how you administer the medicine, step one, step two, step three. The other opposite of prescription is description. It's simply describing what we're supposed to do. So is God commanding us that we should make decisions and discern his will by casting lots and rolling die? No. <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't do that. When you read the Bible again and interpret it within the Bible, he's talking about discerning God's will and spending time praying with him, having your mind be transformed by the word of God to the will of God, having the mind of Christ. And so there are these funny verses in there, but we're here to say... I wouldn't recommend casting lots to make your decision, no matter how big or small, but that as you spend time with the Lord, uh, you will be transformed, you will be more discerning, you will be able to hear Him speak. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just one last point, too. I think that just goes to show that we could flop open our Bible at any point and pick a verse and say it and just scratch our heads. And so that's why it's important actually to come back to the Bible and look um, what the whole piece of literature says, not just one you know, word or verse that could that could cause some confusion, but actually look back and see, okay, what did Jesus say about this? What does the what does the whole picture actually look like? And so, um, anyway, hope that's helpful for you guys with the casting of lots and um, maybe just a fun thing to implement too around that's your table. Right. Okay, so keep <laughs> reading Acts. We'll be back here on Friday. We'll be looking at Acts three, and we're off. Happy Hump Day! God bless you guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.